0: This podcast is part of the Eat Geek Play Network. For more podcasts about comic books, music, and geek lifestyle, go to eatgeekplay.com.
1: back to creative spaces my name is Kevin Knight I run a website called eatgeekplay.com we return again to Long Beach Comic Con this time I sat down with the creators of Hex 11 a fantastic independent comic book we talked with Kelly Sue Milano Lisa K Weber and Lindley Forrest about creating their own independent comic book these girls do everything themselves from write draw produce print distribute this comic book. It's completely independent and it's doing really well. So I wanted to sit down and talk to them about their entire creative process and how they put this thing together and how it's become so successful. Now, if you haven't read the comic book and you're a fan of this podcast, you're really going to enjoy this episode. There's a lot of great information about self-publishing and just how this whole entire process came together. and It's quite fascinating. So I hope you enjoy this interview with the creative team behind Hex 11 to the Hex 11 panel, go ahead and introduce yourselves. I'm Lindley
2: Forrest, I'm the editor and the producer. I'm Kelly Sue
0: Milano and I am the writer. I am Lisa K. Weber, I am the artist and creator of Hex 11.
1: Earlier this year at at Expo, um, Sterling Gates introduced me to you guys. And was like, you gotta read this book, you gotta read it. It's it's great. And uh, so I did. I love it. It's, it's fantastic. Thank you. It's, thank it's, when it comes to, to a creator-owned series that's completely independent, self-published, everything, your book is fantastic. Thank so, you. Thank you thank very much. much. I had the opportunity to, to, to throw a panel, I was like, hey, let's, let's get the girls in here. And, and... <laughs> so tell me, how did the book come about? Give, give me some, some backstory about the, the, the making of it and how everything came together.
2: All right, I'll give you the kind of general timeline and then Lisa can talk and Kelly can talk to kind of how they work. Um, But basically this is an idea Lisa's had for about 10 years. She's been a professional illustrator since she got out of art school 15 some years ago. Um, And she and I have been friends for a long time. And we uh, were talking at the beginning of last year about we're getting to the age where it's like, you know, uh, if you're gonna do something, now's the time to do it, (laughs) not getting any younger. uh, you're never too old (laughs) well it's amazing it's modern technology robots Um, so we were having a conversation about well what do you want to do like if you could do anything what is it you'd want to do and she was like I want to make a comic book and I was kind of like really that's not what I I mean that's interesting that's great I mean, do you have some ideas? <laughs> Are you just like throwing that out there? She's like, no, I've got this idea. I've had it for a really long time. I've been working it forever. And I was actually familiar with a lot of the artwork that was actually develop- developmental pieces from her own in, like, interpersonal work of trying to figure out what this whole comic book world was about. And I was like, oh, okay. And she told me the story, and it was pretty amazing, really in-depth, really broad, um, epic world with a pretty amazing story to go along with it and I was like, well this is pretty thought out. And um so we kind of talked about that for and I was like, well let's just put some structure around this and see if we let's make a comic book. And so we did. And um it was just that simple. Well it kind of I mean I think some key elements here are that she is we call her the consummate professional. She knows how to get work done. You know, this isn't just a hobby. It's not something where she's trying to make time for it. She knows how to work and to work efficiently and effectively. And she's remarkably talented. She makes beautiful work and she's really creative and she has dreams about things that you're like, how does that even exist in your brain? And then she's (laughs) able to manifest them in this incredible 2D way. So she's, you know, there was a couple of things that came together that made me confident as kind of the business end of this business that I was like, this, can, this is something we can actually do. She's dependable, she's engaged, she's professional, and she knows what it's gonna take to actually do it. And so we launched into the process of, okay, character development, story, concept, and realized we need a writer. And um, my husband, who worked at an ad-, ad agency was like i've got the perfect person and her name is kelly Milano. <laughs> and he said she is this she just had taken this amazing writing course at ucla writing for tv sitcoms and uh, i guess just more the tv format and so we met with her and it was instant kismet like lisa and kelly had seen all so this. you
1: guys had never met
0: before mm-hmm.
2: we we had but yeah. we had, i mean lisa and i had but yeah. we had not but met kelly, kelly before. Sue, um
0: our first meeting she was such again such a professional about it we we bandy this term around a lot, but it means something. Yeah. She was instantly taking notes and really into the idea and talking about delivery dates and schedules and everything. And I was like, I can't believe it. I just met the perfect person. Yes. And it was, it's like
2: they were of the same mind. They had all these similar influences and they knew they were both into fantasy and both into sci-fi and both super psyched about it and both into comics and the, and the art form. And so I was sitting there going, this is could not be, this could not be any better. Mm -hmm. And so we took out, it was March of last year, and we decided we already had a table at Kamikaze that fall. And so we put the goal on the table, which was we're going to have issue one, we're going to debut this whole thing. Hex Comics, Hex 11, issue one, Kamikaze, let's do it. And so we did, and Lisa got to work, and Kelly got to work, and I got to work, and we built a (laughs) business, and we built a website, and we got a store up, and we found vendors, and we were just like, Let's get it done, and we did. Yeah, and it's been it, nothing short of phenomenal.
1: It's kind of amazing. I, I it have is. to say, like, like every time I talk to you guys, I get more and more impressed. Well, you know, it's like wow. Very
2: <laughs> impressive. <laughs> well,
1: you know, I mean, but the fact that it's like you just kind of. You threw caution to the wind and, and did it. So, so wait, ha, w- were you a writer at all at yeah. that point? Oh, yeah. Like, had, had you been... I have
3: um, written forever, and I had written as a hobby for many years. Um, I was an actor and then decided that one of the things that I loved the most about acting was actually just the writing, um, which is when I decided that I wanted to learn how to write in a half-hour comedy format, which is when I started taking my classes at UCLA, Um, which were invaluable. It was was so wonderful. But I had always also loved comics and I had no idea until I was sitting down and we were talking about the early developmental stages of the book, how perfectly that format and structure parlays into writing comics. Um, And just had such a, I mean, it was was like I was freed up to do all these things that I had always loved and they were all falling into the same, uh, kind of in the same realm and it was so so awesome and it helped too you know after i met lisa and talked to her about her idea i mean she had these insanely detailed character briefs (laughs) and all of these really like amazing ideas about what she wanted the world to look like and as i was reading through these you know the these briefs and these breakdowns i was like this is like a fusion of blade runner and harry potter which are two things that I'm so nerdy for, and I just can't handle it. <laughs> um, and so that was what was really cool. And then from there we would just we would meet up and we would um, hash out some ideas. And I would I put together an outline for the first issue. And then eventually we were going to script. And then when we looked at that, I still remember getting that first issue and looking at it and thinking. Oh man, this is so awesome! We made this. We made this, and it's so we were. I just once it became tangible. Yes, exactly. Once it became tangible, and we were looking at it, we're like, "This is what we've been daydreaming about for the last four months." It was so right. And
0: for me, it was it was it had been a daydream for for years. Years. Yeah, exactly. So getting that first issue was like, "Oh my god, I can't (laughs) believe it's been
2: manifest." Yeah, yeah. So So and so well. Yeah. yeah. Like, we were so proud. Mm-hmm.
1: So what's the creative process like for you guys then? Is it I mean, because it's your world, mm-hmm. but then you're fleshing everything out uh-huh. and then, so how does, how, did, how does the, the, the what, what's the synergy between the two I'll of you?
0: like a, I mean, it starts with just kind of a general idea of where we're going next, mm-hmm. like where we're at and where we want to end. Yeah. Um, Uh, I mean, we have a general idea for the whole volume, um, but more obviously specific ideas for each issue. And so it starts with a real kind of rough sketch of what's going to happen. And Kelly Sue and I sit down to kind of hash out the details of it scene by scene and which character is going to make which choice. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she. Writes it out <laughs> And I just uh, and uh, You know we, we start hammering Out how everything's supposed to Kind of yeah. come together I yeah. start doing after she does a first draft I start doing the layout of the artwork And everything like that And um, at this point Lindley will kind of come in with her More objective eye And her kind of like my editor cat. Her, editor her editor, editor cap <laughs> And say This could kick a little bit more ass. Those are always the best. <laughs> once you get into once you get into Is that your
1: notes really like yeah. Yeah. you <laughs> should kick There's more ass in this page. <laughs>
3: yeah, this needs to be it needs to be more intense. Um, it's always fun when we get into the, re- the final review week and we're sitting and going through with Lindley and she's like, I think that it's actually going to be more intense and way more epic if we do this, this, and this. And we're like, okay, we'll quickly take all these notes and make all these adjustments. And it's always true. Yeah. It always ends up yeah. being, it kicks the badassery up a notch. There
2: is a, a, there is a role, uh, or there is something to be said for the role of the outsider, in the creative process yeah. for sure. And I purposely stay kind of, I always kind of know where we're going just cause we're all there talking about it. But I stay out of that first, the, their kind of preliminary discussions and as Lisa's um, charting everything and it's really not until the end that I do come in and go, okay, cause I'm the person who picks up the book who hasn't read it in eight weeks, just like yeah. any, cuspus, you know, one of our fans or new potential fans who walks up to the table. And so I'm there to be like, is this flowing? Is this staying consistent with the tone we've set in the previous things? Because you do get close to your artwork and you get, you know, and sometimes you, it's easy to lose the objectivity. Yeah. Um, but I also can be like, yeah, why aren't we kicking more ass? Because we should always be right on the edge of exploding. You know, like it should, you know, it needs to have that tension to it. And these girls, are their, in, their instincts are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but having that third party person is really helpful mm-hmm. yeah. I think
3: yeah. and I think too, I like to talk about um, the the creative process between Lisa and I as being really tandem. I know a lot of comic book teams um, the the artist is the one who's sort of like dictating the way that things are going or the writer is dictating more. but Lisa and I really work side by side, and it um, has worked out really well for us, and I think it's cool because you know, we don't feel like we need to, I don't know. Protect ground. Yeah, protect ground or feel like, you know, this is my realm and that's your realm and you yeah. stay over there. And don't There's none of that feeling. There's none of that. And <laughs> it just makes it so, um, it makes it so fluid and it makes it really easy to just get the story out, which is kind of, you know, that's the
0: whole point. Oh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So when you guys started this out, mm-hmm. it was seemed like you're just you're, you're just throwing it out there to see if it sticks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you think it would get this far? Your five issues in. It's been. You said last year, last kamikaze, so That was last yeah. October.
2: Yeah. yeah. We a, didn't know what that's to. That's a lot of work. Uh, we really didn't. Yeah, yeah. We. But I will say, we knew it was good. I knew it was good. Like, look, you just it's you know the, uh, Lisa's artwork is hard to argue. If you walk to any con or go it, look at anyone's independent artwork and she's easily going to rise to the top of that so just on that alone it was like no one's gonna deny that this is quality work and it was beautiful like it looked great it was high quality printed like we put a lot of care and had paid a lot of attention to detail so i knew that it would get attention at least on that level i we had no idea whether or not anyone was actually going to buy it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or follow along or care about the story we were telling, although I honestly thought deep in I really thought they would because I want to think that if it's something I'm into, then other people will be into it. Yeah. Because I'm not a pushover, you know. I'm like I've got some I've got taste. Um, but we have had phenomenal. I mean, it's been I don't we could have never anticipated the kind of feedback we've gotten, especially from people in the industry like legitimate people who've been in this business for many many years coming up and being like this is the best thing I've seen that's been like the Dwayne McDuffie stuff that was oh yeah being nominated for that was literally the most humbling experience of my life it just okay that's (laughs) we felt I think very legitimized and we only had one issue out yeah so you know so we were like oh okay so we're on to something here (laughs) yeah Yeah. we did something right
3: (laughs) exactly i always like to tell that story of our of kamikaze the story from the early days um
0: oh six months ago i know
3: six months ago back in the golden years um we were so naive naive. and actually to that point i remember we were trying to decide you know how many copies of this book do we want to bring? And uh, we're like, well, let's get 150 because I think like we're probably gonna sell like maybe 50 books, and then we'll have some left over that we're gonna take because we were already planning on going to Phoenix Fan Fest um, that December. And we're like, 150 is great. This is this is perfect. And we ended up selling out at the beginning of our last the last day, and we're like, whoa. Wow. <laughs>
2: we did not see that coming no. and it was and very cool and we continued yeah. continued to sell out we sold out at fan fest we yep. sold out at long beach we had hit two issues by long beach comic-con yeah. and we continued to sell out at every show until yeah. we had uh, four, issues. four issues and then we would sell out of one or we'd sell out of four you know then like now that we have more issues people are like well i want a volume i'm waiting for other things yeah but that was shocking mm-hmm. and then we were talking to people they were like no one ever does that
1: no, that's why I wanted to sit down with you. What What's the magic sauce going on here? How, how are you, because I mean I see people plugging away, like you go to San Diego Comic Con and it's it, everybody's got their own book that they're pushing and you can tell it's like they're just starving for somebody to buy one issue. It's like you know you guys are having a party at your booth having selling selling out books and just you know well, like we, like drunk on 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 yeah, power with like look yeah. at me <laughs> we're selling comic books and and poor self pub guy down next to you is like crying well
3: and i yeah, think well, i think before yeah before anything else you know we do it because it's something that we love doing we love sharing it and though it's great to have the experiences where you're selling out a books and, you know, you're having a lot of these, these really great, uh, you know, complimentary Interactions, interactions with people. Um, it really is just, it's fun to do and we love meeting people and talking with them and getting their feedback and we want for the people who like the book to be a part of our community, uh, our community and our process and Um, I think that people really respond to that. You know, we really like to give high fives. (laughs) (laughs) I really like to hug people a lot, which can go either way, but so far so good, you know?
1: At a comic book convention, I don't know if that's the best
3: idea. (laughs) Right? Maybe don't touch people so much. Um, But I think that that, 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 and you guys can speak to that too, but I think that that that's a huge contributor to um, kind of how well the book has done.
2: Yeah. And we are... You know, there's not a lot of ladies at these things. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I
1: wanted to bring that up, but I was waiting for a subtle way to bring it up. In a very male-dominated field, it seems it we're seeing a lot more women in the last 10 years. Yeah. And and especially as of late, the issue of women in comics has been become more of an issue.
2: Yeah, and we got lucky. That was. We never set out to think we're gonna let's go make an all-girl comic. Let's be bold and trailblazers. We literally, if Kelly would have been a boy and Casey would have been like, I've got the right person, and and he would have fit as well as Kelly Sue did. Well, we would have been like, okay, great, let's do this. But that's not how it turned out. She does have short hair, (laughs) so she's kind of like our boy. Um, But it it just turned out that we and we just happened to have known known each other and. I have lots of male friends too. Lisa could have just as easily been one of my dude friends who had some project going on, you know, yeah. I don't, so we didn't set out to do that, but then the climate shifted and we, we happened to release the book all about the time when all of a sudden it was an issue. So it was like, it was kind of very timely and we benefited from the timing of a, um, I mean, obviously there've been women struggling in this industry for a long time to be heard and be taken seriously. And we, recognize that we are coming in on the backs of their hard labor and of um, but that's just
1: trends i mean that's that's you know that's how trends work right and we just
2: happen to kind of be in the middle of that but i think also we understand um the importance of it and that what we really are doing here is not saying hey look we're women making things we're saying hey look we're people who have a voice and we have something to share and we can share it Mm -hmm. we don't have anything to prove we're just here to tell great stories and make great work and if you enjoy it wonderful please come along with us if you don't that's okay too there's more than enough room for all of us to be here expressing ourselves Mm -hmm. what's important is that you just express yourself you know
1: so let me ask you this why self-publishing why not put the pitch together, go to Image. I mean, this is a book that Image would put out. This is a book that, that Oni would go after. It's it. Wh- why Why What's put on? yourself in the debt? <laughs> why, why, you know, front the money yourselves?
2: Well, I think on some level, this does speak to being women. On some level, when you go into established businesses, especially established industries, I have, I came from IT. So mm-hmm. I've been in IT for the past 15 years, and it is... A total dude world. Not that there aren't women in there doing whatever. But literally, the women are running out of IT as fast as they walk into it. <laughs> um, so I, you know, I, under, I recognize the limitations and the kind of inherent... Um, I don't want to say sexism, because it's not... I don't even think it's always overt or, or even known. But it just exists. It's just a bias that exists. And I think I've, uh, we all kind of inherently anticipated that there may be pushback, or what we like to refer to as mansplaining, that you're gonna wander into somewhere with your great ideas, and then they're gonna wanna tell you, little miss, about how things are done, and I don't personally have any tolerance for that. because And I don't think we weren't in a situation with this because we owned the project so completely. I mean, Lisa is so 100% capable and competent of telling the story and of articulating visually the story. Kelly, as well. And I'm more than competent enough to run this business that I'm like, I don't really need your feedback. Not that I don't want input, not that we all don't want leader, some guidance you know, in this new found realm, but you set yourself up for someone to come in and try to take control of your project. And it was, we just weren't ready for that yet. We're just like, nope, we're gonna do this ourselves. And it's magical in this modern day and age that you can with the internet. And we've started all this out with pocket money. We didn't go get a big loan or something. That's why we just started small and we'd pay a little money up front for a table and we'd print what we could afford to print. And we just, and then we, Kelly works our social media business like nobody else's. Uh,
1: I get your 15
2: emails a week. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, we're going to take advantage of the free tools we have at our, um, at our disposal and we're going to, you know, make it work. And we can, I think that's kind of part of the fun is that we get to, we're like making our own empire over here.
0: Well, and it's like you were saying earlier um, about that it's kind of a science experiment. It's fun actually to see how the business works, mm-hmm. to see thing to see the way things uh, get responded to, and learn. So actually, running our own company and self-publishing right now is it's just fascinating, yeah. and I, I'm I really like learning about it from this side. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the business
1: side. And, Lindley, yeah. you had really no comic book experience like, as far as you don't come from... It, you know, a lot of it... Is like, with starting self-publishing, a lot of people will, will be, you know, oh, I was an editor somewhere or, yeah. you know, I worked at a different comic book company somewhere. You basically just went, we're going to put out a comic book, right? Yeah. That That was essentially it.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I, I am of the philosophy that everything is everything. So if you... And I've been... I've had a ton of different jobs, I've had like 35 different jobs. I've worked in many industries and in all that time that I was in IT, I worked in varying businesses of varying sizes in different industries as well. But most of that time I spent in the creative world, dealing with business related, creative related technical issues. So I know how creative things get created and I know what the process is both on the technical side and also on the business side. So, um, I've produced um, a music video, I've produced a couple of small films, and so I, you know, it's all kind of the same. What's different is who the people are and the history of the industry that you've decided to wander into. And those things, because Kelly and Lisa were already pretty well versed, and I thought, you know, we've got. Yeah, we've got Kelly Sue's our geek expert. She gives us legitimacy in this realm. (laughs) And then Lisa follows up because obviously, again, she's just uber talented and obviously knows where she's coming from. All I needed to do was be able to just guide us using the tools that I've used over and over again. It's just different vocabulary.
1: But how do you deal with like printing? And you know, figuring out how to print comic books and how to get them distributed. Those are that's a
2: vendor relationship. Comic books
1: that are worth you know, conventions that are worth doing versus not yeah. doing. I mean, when you're coming at this cold and blind,
2: I, it's kind of. But I mean, the internet's a powerful tool. There's a lot of information out there if you know how to use it, um, and that's where we did a, a lot of that was the internet. And then also, uh, we all. One of my expertise is building relationships, but we all build relationships well. And so we are not afraid to meet people at shows, like yourself, and say, so how does this work for you? What do you do? How, you know, we've had this, we've run into this. Have this been your experience? I mean, you can glean an incredible amount of information from the people around you if you are open to it and recognize that that there's a lot to learn. You know, Definitely. so but the the publishing, I mean or the like who to print, where to print, that kind of stuff. We just did some search online, we knew what our budget was. We found a great printer in LA who sadly has now gone out of business. I don't want to oh, blame no. that on us. I don't I don't <laughs> think it was our fault. Because <laughs> we were getting great pricing from them. <laughs> um, that was
1: the problem it was just too Yeah, no, blood. it was just too low
2: and he couldn't bear to raise the price. No couldn't. I'm a bit of a, oh, yeah, I'm, a I'm, I'm I can be. Hard to tell no to, I guess. Um, But the, you know, it's just a vendor relationship. And I've dealt with vendor relationships of a variety of sorts. It's just a matter of figuring out what your needs are, figuring out what your budget is, finding the person who can meet them. And then you're going to have to take a risk there because what if the quality is not good or, you know, but you'd get a proof made and you'd figure it out. If it works, you say great. If it doesn't, and there is a lot of risk taking that goes on. And you can't be afraid, you know. That's one thing is we are all of us, three, very fearless and that's also a magical... I mean, that's hard to come by, but none of us would be here if, if any one of us was a weak link in that way. We yeah. wouldn't have gotten this far. And We're very think, lucky like that. I also
3: think, too, that it's important to know because, you know, as much as we like to talk about our, you know, awesomeness or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> um, it, that's, it's not to negate the fact that it has been a lot of work yes. and there have been a lot of challenges and we've had our fair share of you know, we really thought that this was going to be something that was going to work, and it ended up not being the way that we ended up going, and there was a lot of sacrifice involved, you know. It, it um, we like, it, it's nice to think that it looks like, oh man, we're just this really happy crew of people that were like, woke up one day and said, let's make this comic really, book, and now you. it all just came together, you know. Yeah. Um, it's definitely been, it's been an interesting road, and a lot of life has happened on the way to this, but, um, so I certainly don't want to make it seem like it's been this Sort of like a primrose path. What, yeah. what has been your point. What yeah. has been
1: your biggest challenge in in putting this book together? Because I mean, honestly, if if I were to walk up to you at a convention, I would think everything's great. You guys are on top of the world. Yeah, but there's got to be some kind of challenges. Oh, definitely. That, I mean,
2: I'm, absolutely not. I mean, I think challenges. the. From the business side the printing thing is a challenge like we had this great printer and he was giving it we had terms with him that was awesome which changed our whole cash flow which oh, is a, yeah. since a small business being literally running this stuff out of like how much money can you spare this month uh, we had it' sweet with him and we turned we were you know it was like was kind of revolutionizing our the whole way we were able to go from month to month from show to show and then they literally up and went out of business and called us two weeks before, San Diego Comic Con, and said, Oh, I can't print your comics. And we were like, Oh my uh, God. <laughs> what? That's not how this works. That was a
0: bit of a challenge. How do, yeah. how do, how do you handle that?
2: <laughs> well, I said, Lisa started to panic, and I said, Lisa, you need to calm down. And I said, I'm not going to share this kind of information with you. I cannot, I don't have to, because this is my business, this is my job, you know, I can handle this. And she said, No, you're right, you're right. It's going to be okay. And I was like, yeah, we're just going to solve the problem. And so I just went to work trying to solve the problem. We found another printer um, in Santa Monica who could kind of meet the pricing. wasn't near as good, but it was still something we could afford. It was more than I wanted to pay. (laughs) But when you're in a crisis, we're not going to not go to Comic-Con with our comic book, <laughs> <you know? laughs> we've been, we've been, everything's coming to this moment. We're yeah. going to fix it, yeah. and so we found that guy, and he did it. He sufficed. It was, it you know, it's cost us a lot of time and it cost us some money, uh-huh. but it didn't break us. You know, it still was within a reasonable. You know, I made sure it was within reason, uh, and we got it done. And then this, we you know, we're still kind of searching for a print solution. We, we found it. And we we switched after him. He overall was like, you're not. We can't do business with you (laughs) this is not working out and so we took this we had to do it again with this last uh with issue five that just came out so we found another printer who had actually worked with our previous good printer that we had had and so we were like we felt more confident about that um but even that he you know he couldn't match the pricing we were getting i still don't know what they were doing but that's probably why they're out of business now honestly i don't know um but we uh we just have to get through issue one here i mean through volume one here And then we're gonna have a lot more flexibility, we'll have a lot more lead time, and we won't be in these kind of binds, and we can actually do, we can print through a a more proper printer that we can, and we'll be able to buy in larger volumes now that we know, because we just didn't know before, so we had to do things small, because last thing we need is to go and be real bold and buy a thousand copies of issue one and have no one buy any of them you know and then we'd be sitting on it and almost always inevitably that's how it happens yeah. <laughs> you know so but for issue 2 we already have I mean, for volume 2 we already have a fan base we know there's already a built-in number of people that are gonna buy them so we know that we can buy up front and we can make better margins and we can um, deal with this now in a more proper way as the as the business has picked up momentum but honestly you just have to keep your head on straight mm-hmm. remember what you're doing here remember this is <laughs> supposed to be fun and no, you know, no puppies are dying or, you know, this is not a crisis. Let's just solve the problem. And you figure it out yeah. and you move on. And then you laugh about it and go, awesome. Are you all hungry? I am. Let's eat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I actually found out. I didn't find out about the printing, the printing print gate 2015. <laughs> I didn't find out about it until it had already been solved.
1: You're um, like, because, so there, there was this problem, yeah. but it's fixed Lisa now. Lisa was
3: like, "Oh man, you're never gonna believe what happened to us today." <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, we weren't gonna have comics for next week," and I was like, "No, next week is Comic Con. That's ridiculous." <laughs> but as you can probably tell, Lindley runs it like a track meet. So, yeah. um, but to um, to talk to that, like, there's always the logistical challenges and things like that. But um, to take it to a more personal tip, because I know that this is probably something that a lot of other independent creators might go through. There's a lot of personal sacrifices that you have to make when you're wanting to take on a juggernaut of a project um, because you believe in it. And it's, you know, your life gets rearranged when you begin to make something like this the like, top priority. Like
1: turning forty and deciding you want to start a comic book website and podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah,
3: exactly. I don't you know anything it.
1: about that. No, no, not at all, huh, Jamie?
3: And it's um it's really amazing how um certain things come into your life and then certain things go out of your life and um those are parts of the process that you have to take in stride too, that don't necessarily um that don't necessarily go hand in hand with your creative process or the logistics of running your business. It's also like, there goes that relationship, and there goes this, you know, uh, whatever. So you're saying your this comic this book
1: has killed your 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 uh, romance life. Um, and, I mean, I don't uh, know. Maybe
2: it's <laughs> our next our our next project is called "Divorce: A Love Story," by Kelly Sumilano. It is a graphic novel that Lisa will be illustrating, and it'll be out early next year. Exactly.
3: We don't oh, want to wow. make we Special don't want the vibe to be too literal, but <laughs> to, you kind of hit the nail on the head with that one. So you're saying
1: Hex Eleven cursed your marriage? <laughs>
3: exactly. It did, or it didn't. It freed it. I like to say. Exactly. Um, but everybody's cool.
1: That's the whole thing with with self-publishing. How are you guys? Publishing, like you know, you you I'm I'm assuming you're you're both not at the point where this is your full-time job. Not
0: no, no, nope. nope. <laughs> nope. <That's not> like
1: Hex <laughs> Eleven is not buying your your yachts and uh, paying <laughs> your mortgage, yet. Yet. just like yes. running not a yes. <laughs> website.
0: Not yet. We have day jobs that allow us to do our real job. Right. And X-11. I mean, I um, I'm an illustrator, and so you know, it's all kind of in. It's in similar worlds for me, so I can I can fairly easily switch gears when I start to just kind of feel, ooh, it's time to work on Hex 11. <laughs> like, time I'm management. starting to get really frustrated. <laughs> but how do you <laughs> find how, that time,
1: and how do you balance out that time?
0: Uh, well, I mean, it's been 15 years now that I've been a professional illustrator, so time management is one of the things I spent the early years learning about. Um, so I've just kind of over the time figured out, you know, there are tips and tricks to make this kind of, this to make this particular kind of work go a little bit faster um, while still maintaining the integrity of the work and everything like that. Um, and also, I'm just really realistic about how long it takes me to do everything. Um, so I don't fall into the traps of, oh, 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 I can do that in a day when I know that it's gonna take a week. Um, so I can just kind of start, you know, scheduling my time as I need to. And also with, you know, my mental state in mind that it's like, I do start to get really, I start getting a little bereft when I spend too much time away from the comic. (laughs) So once I start feeling that kind of coming into the edges, I know, okay, well it's time to spend the day working on Hex 11.
1: Nice.
2: And she works all the time. Like, (laughs) she really does. She's very dedicated and she seems to enjoy it, which is nice. You know, what seems to be something that so it's not like it's treachery or something. She really enjoys expressing herself that way, which does make it easier. And she happens to be um, my roommate, so. Uh,
1: So you have somebody to crack the whip on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which is nice. (laughs) We keep it, you know. Yeah. We make sure we're staying on track. No, we but we're all living together at one point. She's no, like,
1: "Oh, really?" <laughs> we
2: did. we all there was a transitional moment. The
1: 11 crash pad.
2: Yeah, well, we had to make some. It wasn't s- we made a sac. We knew it was going to make for a great origin story, but we had to make some sacrifices there to make sure that everything was going to stay on track. Because Kelly Sue was going through some transition, Lisa was going through some transition, and I was like, "We're not going to let these life transitions throw off." what we this momentum we've created that is just too good to stop and this is how things always happen you know you get onto something and then all of a sudden life starts happening to you and it derails whatever the work you just did and you think well what what well I just don't uh, what could I have done in that situation it's like nope we're not doing that (laughs) we're not doing that these things are manageable and we're just going to manage our way out of them and so in that situation they moved in with me and my husband Casey who's phenomenal and very (laughs) supportive (laughs) But he's super excited about the project too which is another reason is if he didn't think that it was something magic he would have been like listen you've lost your mind but they moved we all moved in together and it was the best decision we could have made it's like a sitcom waiting it down. Was. We were like, where's our reality tv show <laughs> Where are the cameras? they've got to be in here somewhere but we uh we all kind of it was in the very first of this year we all were living together but it it, was, it made it so much more efficient, so much more effective. The, we were really able to get a lot of work done really fast, and then Kelly Sue got her own place, and we're sad that we miss her at the commune. We call it Hex Commune. We miss her there, but that's good. She, we understand she needs her own space. <laughs> Sleeping in adult bunk beds is a little weird at whatever old you are. <laughs> at least they are full-size beds, I mean, are full-size. queen-size beds. I
3: will say that. Let's, let's not get...
2: <laughs> but she's still, still <laughs> there for her if she needs it. You can come home anytime, Kelly Sue. I can't wait. Oh
1: <laughs> the, Hex 11, the Hex 11 commune for wayward artists. <laughs>
2: and a, pretty soon. And divorces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Pretty, pretty soon. It's just going to be like <laughs> Lindley's compound for every artist. <laughs> <laughs> when do you have your Hex Comics complex? We do. We
2: have, well, everyone should know we have family dinners every Sunday. <laughs> an artist having But it's been great. It really has worked out fine. Kelly Sue, obviously, she comes over twice a week. We have meetings every Tuesday and Thursday. And, uh, you know, whenever it's time to get to show stuff together, she comes around, and we all still get together pretty intensely. And then Lisa and I are still there together all day long. We work side by side. And so it's, it's really made all the difference because we don't have to schedule time to talk about, well, what's going on. We're living this whole experience right now. And I think it's, you know, we're lucky that, I'm lucky that Casey's got a real job, and um, we're lucky that we we're have. Lucky, yeah. <laughs> those, those parts
1: are important. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know that, too. And,
2: um, and that I can spend the time kind of running this business while Lisa spends time working on the, the creative content that makes this business possible. And together, we can, um, it's not a hassle it's just become part of living. And I'm sure, although Lisa's welcome to live with us as long as she like, I'm sure at some point, especially after I have this baby, I'm sure she's gonna be like, what have I done? (laughs) Casey keeps saying, so Lisa, do you have a birth plan yet? Do you have a child raising plan yet? We're really looking forward to you raising our children.
1: <laughs> so basically, yeah, it's it's you're you're raising the Hex-11 baby.
2: Yeah, he is a Hex well, baby. He is the Hex baby. I don't know. Hey, bless <laughs> this little kid's heart. He's going to show up into something that is so much bigger than he is, and he's going to be like, what? Why am I dressed like Jane from Firefly? <laughs> <laughs> cosplay,
1: co- cosplay right out of the, roo- totally. the totally. world. Totally.
2: That's the plan. You know, next, um, next, you're Doctor Who.
1: So, Lisa, let's, can we talk about your artwork real quick? Sure, um, can. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like Thank I, you. I, I love the, the the element to it. It's it's Disney, but, but an intense. Like the, you, you go dark sometimes with this.
0: I do. Um, I've what, always.
1: What was that? Where'd that come from?
0: Well, I've always. I mean, without really realizing it, as as a kid, I was kind of gravitating to the things that were a little bit darker. Um, but I mean, they were available to me too. I mean, I was watching The Dark Crystal and you know Legend and Neverending Story and things that had like, they were four children, but they had heavy things going on in them. Um, And of course, I watched Disney movies. My favorite was Sleeping Beauty. And I think you might be able to see a little of that Mm -hmm, in my work. Uh, (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sleeping Beauty is only slightly uh, dark. (laughs) I, uh, you know, when I came into being an adult artist, I kind of realized this duality that was going on and just embraced it. So um, I like to I like to draw people in with beautiful lines and color and artwork, and then, you know, pow, wham pow with the (laughs) intensity and some of the maybe darker, grosser elements of life. (laughs) Those exist too, yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, And what what format are you, do you work in? Are are you digital? I'm entirely digital right now. Really? Yeah.
0: Um, I, of course, learned with pencil and paper and i i have a foundation of knowing how to do everything in real life but especially in making a comic book going all digital was incredibly valuable because it means i only have to draw things one time (laughs) and um i don't have to do a whole scanning process and you know prep process it's just super efficient and I love the speed that I can get an image out of my head at when I'm working digitally, so I, I embraced it.
1: Let's get really, t- are you Manga Studio? Are you going straight into, what? what I'm what Photoshop. Photoshop, <laughs> really? I've been
0: hearing a lot about Manga Studio. Everyone keeps saying, oh, you know, for comics, it makes everything so much easier, and I'm like, I. I work with Photoshop, and I haven't really found myself having any challenges, though. So, um, but I'm curious. I, I might do a, a tutorial sometime soon to see what, what extra time I might be Everybody saving. Everybody has. But Whatever works, works. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I do like my techniques. I mean, And sometimes I'll stay back a little bit. So if Manga Studio is the latest and greatest and even better for making comics in Photoshop, well, I know how to make it work in Photoshop, so I'll keep doing it. And I, I mean, I use a uh, Wacom tablet, like an Intuos, my hands over here and my eyes looking at the screen. I even tried to upgrade to a fancy Cintiq tablet where I draw right on the screen and all that. And I was like, this is weird. I don't like it.
2: Lisa's very uh, adept at what she does. Like watching her work is pretty fascinating. And Cause she's got her hand over on too far to her right where she's drawing. And then she's got her hand on the keyboard where she's selecting different tools and it's all coming out and looking like magic on the screen (laughs) it's like this is really phenomenal i mean she's very efficient and because it's photoshop it's open you know so she can put boxes wherever she wants to put them she's not working off of templates yeah so it allows her to be as creative creative or express herself and i think there's something to that where it's like this isn't we're not coming at you with some standard comic book format this is whatever she's decided tells the story best visually yeah and you know i'm all for it if as long as she's not struggling, and if that's where she's most efficient and can solve problems, let's do more of that. Yep. <laughs>
3: the cool thing too about that is that I know how to draw straight lines in Photoshop. So that was one, anytime of, things, that
0: was one of the first things I taught Kelly Sue how to do in Photoshop exactly. was draw a straight lines. We were in an
3: all hands on deck moment and we needed some straight lines and I was like, guess what I know how to do?
1: Congratulations.
3: Thank you. Those lines look good. <laughs> you
0: know. they did do you do the, who does they the lettering? You super straight. I do lettering. Lettering. You do all the lettering all as well? Yeah. well yeah. Jesus, girl, how do you sleep?
2: <laughs> She's got a process, man. It works. Yeah. <laughs> we do we keep the Sam, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam
0: is our color assistant, and she is great to kind of uh, you know, help do the, the term I recently learned, flatting. Mm-hmm. of the colors and um, help out with some shading and stuff too so I'll kind of like set the tone of the scene for her and give her guides to work from and she is a great asset
2: we, we have big dreams um, and hopefully they're not too distant that we're gonna be able to have a staff of people like Lisa won't always have to be the end-all be-all of this experience we would love to be able to hire talented artists who can like for back, especially we talk a lot about background artists because that's a talent in and of itself. And coloring, you know, that she could say, "This is the look and feel I'm going for," and turning it over and being like, "Wowed when it comes back to you." Like this is exactly what I was talking about. We would love. That's what, you know, that is our plan. That's where we're heading with this is to be really? able to get a studio together and have a, a staff of competent people and be able to work on just really amazing s- s- visual stories. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, is the idea that you guys are. You actually want to publish other books besides your own
2: oh
0: absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely
1: besides the divorce story and,
0: <laughs> the divorce and hex, story. hex 11. exactly yeah definitely yeah, yeah we have all kinds of ideas uh we've got the dragon kitties yeah. that we are you to gonna do a dragon kitty book well we're gonna put together yeah dragon kitty like strips nice yeah. to kind of you know get okay. some of these characters worked out a little bit more Yes. <laughs>
2: We've got big plans for Dragon Kitties, although we don't know exactly what form it's going to take. But there, we've got a whole world going on over there. So we just need to flesh that out. We're going to do that over the next, uh, when we take this break between November and January. We're going to get some direction on where we're going. I think they would be a great animated series myself. Mm-hmm. But we are going to, if you sign up for our newsletter, which you can do at h e x c o m i x H-E-X-C-O-M-I-X.com. Uh, and get on the newsletter, we're going to do exclusive Dragon Kitty um, comic strips, little three-panel comic nice. strips we're going to start doing probably <laughs> after the first of the year. So that'll kind of be our, like, foray into fleshing out that world that the dragon cats live in. Uh, and then we have Divorce or Love Story coming out. And then we also have Lisa has this really neat... So
1: the Divorce Love Story really is a true thing?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, we're oh, actually awesome. making it. Yeah, it's actually happening. <laughs> I thought happening. It was like a joke the entire time. <laughs> That's great. It really is real. She's It's a memoir, basically, that Kelly's written, and it's beautiful. And... Um, Lisa's gonna illustrate it and it's gonna hopefully be out by the first of next year. Nice. And we'll sell it'll be a it'll be like a graphic novel, so it'll be we'll, I'll we'll buy We'll find it on our Amazon kind of store and that kind of thing. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna learn some things about publishing things other than comic books when we take off with that. And then Lisa also has this great um, alphabet book that's all done in Shakespearean style. So it's these, it's all they're all illustrated for alphabet letters, but it's got it's kind of bawdy and a little saucy <laughs> as Shakespeare was. It's like a beautiful coffee table book, so we're gonna do that because that's something that she's had for a long time that totally deserves to be published. And then we have a couple of scripts that people have presented to us. Oh, really. Um, yeah, that you know we would like to read and evaluate things and find great stories, and if we can tell those people's stories too, because what we've created here is a little bit of a factory. You know, so we can, where we can get things done, and that's where we start looking to hire new artists and to look for new content and that kind of thing. So we, um, we are building the platform on which we could grow all sorts of new stories.
1: All in six months.
2: Oh, well, almost Eight a months? year. Almost ten months. Ten months. Yeah, I mean, we, st- year, we debuted yeah. issue well, one, but we started October really was, last. Yeah. We incorporated our business last August, and we had really started this process last March, so March of 2014, is really when the, the real process of this began.
1: What do you think your biggest learning lesson has been so far?
2: It's all, it's all been learning. It's all been learning, but it's felt like fun. <laughs> so it's hard to be like, oh, remember that one time when we uh, <laughs> ruined I this whole thing, I we mean, learned that lesson? <laughs> one of the things that we learned,
3: or one of the things that, I mean, i This is just what comes to mind when I hear that question, um, is thinking, you know, we we finished this book in X amount of time so we can totally do that again. We'll totally, you know, set this deadline and let everybody know this book is coming out on this day. And then it's like, wait, this is a totally different. We're doing a lot of other things in this issue that we weren't doing in the last issue. And then it's like, oh, we got to push our deadlines back. So
0: um, not to make. uh, too many, too many definitive, definitive deadline deadlines. Publicly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was a learning lesson for yeah. sure. Because
3: yeah. you never know.
2: Yeah. when happens. you're
3: self-publishing. Yeah.
2: yeah, and you know the the co- comic cons have been interesting because they're different. Each one's different. And figuring out, I mean, there's a lot of work just um, from my logistical side. There's a lot of work that goes into being it because you can't mess it up. No. You can't show up there and not have what you need or not know how to check in or, oh, that's going to cost you $500 now. I mean, we we don't have any money to spare. You have got to know what you're doing, and you're literally wandering into the unknown. It's like, well, I don't know. I don't even know where. I've never been to Phoenix. Like, you know, <laughs> so it's like we're going to have to find somewhere to stay. Where are we going to park? I mean, there's a lot of details that go into those things, and you've got to know. Um, what you're doing because you can't waste the time and it's gotta be something that um, you're prepared for and you can't be exhausted and you, you know, it's like, a, it's a bit of a athletic competition in a way, you know, where you'd have to prepare for it. And so that's been, there's been definitely a learning curve on those things, but all with all, almost all of these shows we've been to, everyone's been nothing but awesome. Like if they see you over there working really hard and doing you're reading the papers they send out and you're trying really hard to understand exactly what they want from you, They'll work with you if you're like I don't know I bought the wrong badge or you know whatever the deal is I need an extra chair <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> Everyone's always been more than accommodating, which I was really pleased because I've done a lot of conventions in my professional IT world life. That's not always the case, no. you know. And a lot of this is because I think people are just don't want to be there anyway. <laughs> They're like, why am I not home with my family? Why do I? Why do I have this horrible job? at least these things are places where people want to be you know it is nice to have like your work be something that creates joy and um where people come to be like this is my vacation i'm excited to be here you know it really makes all the difference in the world i think yeah um and those challenges just become fun games you've got to play what
1: what's (laughs) been the the one experience that you're most proud
2: of Oh, oh boy it's always the people yeah yeah the the
3: the fact that we can say that we have fans, yeah, that is, that's huge. Uh-huh.
0: Like
3: we, yeah. we have, I think for me, and I'm sure we all have our own story, but just recently um, we have, uh, I don't, what do you, do you, re, do you acquire fans? I don't know what the right word is, but we have, uh, <laughs> earn we've earned, we have certainly earned the fandom of, of one fan who, um, has been cosplaying as a few characters from our book, and she took them to the Dragon Con, and she will Instagram and tag us in these photos of her costumes that she builds herself that are mind-blowing. They're fantastic. Yes, her name is Maple Bunny on Instagram. For anybody who wants to check her out, (laughs) she's fantastic. Um, And she's from Canada, and she is so enthused by the characters and by the aesthetic of the book that she's dedicating so much time and like making these amazing digital recreations of panels from the book and just wow. really, and it's awesome. Yeah. It so you really see is. that and you're like, wow.
1: You know, fandom these days is just incredible. It's incredible.
3: Yeah. So that would be it for when, me. When, when, yeah. I was,
1: when I was a, a fan, you know, like like hardcore just fan, it was like I could send a let, type out a letter on a typewriter and <laughs> mail it to a publisher yeah. and hope that they read it. That yeah. was about it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I well, yeah,
0: like yeah. the fact that you can at, uh, identify, like, the fact that we have fans that identify so much with these characters yeah. that we've built and the story that we're telling, mm-hmm. that they, you know, give their time and energy to putting together cosplay is... Fan art and... Fan art. Such a lot of fan art. fantastic, and it's so rewarding. It
2: uh, Lisa has had we've had a couple of stories like this, but um, Lisa's had people you know because we'd like to people come up and ask and want to talk about it, especially young girls, um, but not just girls. I've talk, we've talked to certainly boys about it too, but um, young artists who are like how do you know how do I do this or this will you look at my art for me and this kind of stuff and it's so neat because when we don't have any problem sitting and sharing with you all the information and we're like call us if you want. We've got a group that um, we've got a, a girl and her partner her. Um, artist partner they moved to Portland we met them in Phoenix Mm -hmm. and they were inspired by our comic book to make their own comic book after wow. we talked to them for a long time that's at awesome. Phoenix, I think it was Fan Fest originally. Yeah, I think that's right. And um, we just got the draft. They were like, "Will you proof our draft for us?" And she's made her own whole comic book, and it's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. And that's it's great. just yeah. And she was like, "This has been such a great experience." And we spent some time on the phone with her. Like she was like, "How do I put this together?" And I kind of gave her some structure. And then Lisa had already kind of talked to them about you know the relationship between writing and and art and they've you know gone and published something and that's, they're going to, I think, Emerald City with their comic book yeah. now, and that's, that's amazing. Fantastic. And Lisa, tell the story about that's the girl with art school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: well, at our first show, Kamikaze, um, you know, I, this, this girl came up to me and started talking to me about basically how I became an artist, like how I made it professional and how, um, and about going to art school. I told her that she should go. Cause she wasn't sure she should. She, You know, most artists get the kind of feedback that it's a waste of time and you can't find uh, professional success in it. And um, I told her my story and how I did it and art school was the first part of it. And um, she came back to Long Beach Expo to say that she had indeed enrolled because of our conversation. Mm -hmm. And that she was attending school and learning all she could and I was so, Proud and happy that I could help. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's it's all this kind of stuff that's just um, that these are all moments to be really proud of. Yeah.
1: I could talk to you guys about this forever. <laughs> I find it fascinating. <laughs> like seriously, congratulations on all the Thank success you. that you've had you. with the Thank book. You. I love it. I can't wait till the next. W- are, are we going to get trade soon? Yeah. 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 Is that the next the next plan by Christmas? By Christmas. That's great. The trade. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Keep doing it. Please, okay. I, I, I will keep buying them. Uh, hopefully, uh, where can people find, find you online?
3: Uh, hexcomics.com, H-E-X-C-O-M-I-X.com. And we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Comixology. Comixology, you can get us on Comixology, all of the, I mean, point to a social media outlet and we're there.
1: You're creating your own social media just for, mm-hmm. for your own comic right?
0: Exactly, okay. yeah. Awesome, ladies, thank
1: you so much. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Thank
0: you.
1: Go over to comiXology.com to pick up each issue of Hex 11. It's a a piece. I don't see why you won't do it. For more information about Hex 11 and what's going on with the series, go over to Hex Comics, that's H-E-X-C-O-M-I-X.com. If you like this podcast, go over and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you downloaded this podcast from. I don't ask for much. I just ask that you leave us a review. Check out all of our other podcasts about comic books, music, and geek lifestyle over at eatgeekplay.com. You can follow us on all the social media sites. We're just at EatGeekPlay. Until next time, stay creative.